Welcome to Quiet Lives, a cozy place in the sunshine where we engage in all things photography, slow living, and the nature-inspired life. Hello there and welcome to this week's episode of Quiet Lives. I am so excited to be here today. I will be talking about baking and creating with your kids in the autumn. Such a wonderful and of the season uh, episode to have. And per usual, I have to give a precursor to this whole episode with a I am not a baker. I am not a craft aficionado. I am not an expert in motherhood. I am none of these things. I have no degrees in any of this. I have very little experience in all of these. So there is no expert advice here. <laughs> I am simply sharing with you something I love to do, and I hope it inspires you to your own quiet moments in life. And yes, even in the case of children, we can have quiet moments. And you might be thinking, oh, well, clearly Abby's children are not as loud as mine. I have very loud children. I, wow. They <clears throat> they can really shout, even when they're just talking normally and not angry. Somehow they're still incredibly loud. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, quiet doesn't always mean no noise, um, but it, it can be more of a, a peaceful time that we can have with our children, even if they're loud. <laughs> and I think that's why if I didn't call this podcast Quiet Lives, I would have called it Apricity. And the reason I didn't is because no one knows what apricity is, and I didn't want to have to explain it constantly. But apricity is the warmth of sunshine in the winter. And really, I want this podcast to be like that. I want it to be about so simple moments that spread warmth in our life, just like apricity. And I know that may sound corny, but as someone who grew up in the tropics, it's taken me the last 10 years to appreciate in any context Midwest winters. <laughs> uh, and as someone who's been, you know, being stuck inside during the winter with children, it's also given me a whole new appreciation for finding beauty in things that I didn't previously have that have that in mind for. So, yes. Um, I am splitting up this podcast, uh, by age range. So hopefully we can go over some like age appropriate baking crafts and, um, baking and crafts activities and kind of go by at least sections of years. Uh, essentially before I begin, I want to say baking and crafting is kind of how I survived motherhood in the toddler years and during COVID. Um, so if you're not like, uh, this kind of person, that's totally fine. You don't have to be someone who comes up with crafts and baking nearly every single day for your kids. For me, it was a survival thing. I'm a project person by nature. And when everything shut down during COVID, I, oh man, I needed something to make our schedule fun and exciting, not just for my kid, but for me, like that, it really was for me. <laughs> my son was two years old when the lockdown happened and I was newly pregnant with our daughter. So I needed something. So I, I turned to baking and crafting and uh, really got that going. <laughs> now, when I'm looking for baking and or crafts, I like to think of a few things. One, I like to think about, you know, do, is it something that doesn't cost a lot of money? Maybe I can make, make it or do something with the stuff that I already have. Uh, I also like to do stuff that's relatively simplistic. I mean, clearly you're working with children, so it needs to be simple enough for them. But even then, it needs to be simple enough for me. 
<laughs> taking on huge crafting or baking activities, particularly ones where you have to finish it after the kids go to bed. Unless that is something that is just that that's exactly how you want to spend your free time without children, don't do that. Just have something that is fun to do with the kids and it can kind of begin and end with the kids. <laughs> so I've split this up, I think, into two categories. Um, but first off, I have the 18 months to four-year-old. So what does it look like to craft and bake with this uh, age range? So first of all, let's be honest, baking with a one-year-old is nearly impossible. And crafting with a one-year-old is pretty difficult as well. <laughs> However, that doesn't mean they can't be involved. Um, you can put them on the floor or in their high chair and give them flour to play with, little spoons and trays, and let them practice just filling up spoons and dumping them out. I mean, that is the precursor to baking. That's how you begin that's how you begin all baking is by measuring and dumping out ingredients. So <laughs> they're learning the skills right there. Um, you will have to be okay with a mess. Uh, but you know, all good good kid learning experiences are messy. So give them flour, give them rice. Uh, I guess maybe not rice if they're going to put it straight into their mouth. But if they just like to play with it, that would work. Um, you know, give them a piece of dough. Uh, you know, probably egg-free, but they can play with it. They can smash it. It's, it's so fun. And it gives you the opportunity to kind of be doing something on the counter nearby them. Now, when your kid hits about 18 months to two years old, I feel like they can start doing, they can start to do a lot more. At this age, you can start handing them tools and help them measure the flour and the sugar and all of that. You can even start helping them learn how to crack eggs. But it, although that it is, it requires help and it's definitely a mess, but they can start that learning process. And uh, I think they can just help out with a lot more than we think. So you pick your favorite cookie recipe. Um, I'll link a few of my own below. And just get baking with your kid. Make sure you have a chair that's turned around um, so that they can sit, stand next to you or have one of those like uh, helper or learners ladders. I forget what they're called. Helper seats <laughs> for getting them up to the counter. Um now, I'm also, I would say I'm not very good about making cookies. I recently made a recipe that was probably the best cookies I've ever made. But yeah, still not really my thing. Uh, but over the years, I've actually made a lot of cheesecake. And this is super fun to make with kids. They can help with the crushing of the graham crackers for the crust. Totally can do it when they're two years old. Uh, they can help with the eggs, the sugar, even a little bit of the mixing with like a spatula. Uh, the nice thing I find about cheesecake is that it's very forgiving. If you mess up some of the ingredients, it doesn't really matter. Just add in a little bit more sugar or whatever it might be. <laughs> so it's a good one with kids because you can't really mess it up that badly. Um, now, little key uh, with making cheesecake. If you're using a mixer, then it's very important to let the mixer run for five or more minutes to make that cream cheese super, super smooth. And that is the best way to get a great cheesecake. But if you do that, of course, keep those kid fingers away. So I do like to make a really big deal out of how scary the mixer is and to just tell my kids to never get close to it. <laughs> totally terrifies me. Uh, you can also do other types of baking. Get one of those old-fashioned apple peelers, which I'll link below, and teach your, you know, two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old how to use it. They might need help, but I bet they can understand the basic turning mechanism. My five-year-old uses it fully without me. He just gets it out and uses it, cleans it, puts it away himself. 
And you can make, I mean, you can make a million things out of this. You can make apple crisp. Um, you can make apple pie, of course. You can also make the like apple circles because it spirals it. And if you make apple circles and you kind of break them apart, you can brush them with cinnamon and sugar and wrap them in puff pastry and then bake them and they are incredible. Oh my gosh, we made these two weeks ago and I think that I alone ate half of them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my son came up asking for more and I'd eaten all of them. <laughs> um, and this is not about apples, but a pumpkin pie is also super easy to make with kids because it's really just mixing and then spreading the pumpkin out over a crust. It's just so easy. And if you have like a pastry topping, and you have those little, you know, cutouts or cookie cutters. It's so easy for them to do, and they can just place those on top of the pie. It's awesome. Now, as far as crafting goes, I feel like anything can be done. Anything that can be done with watercolor is awesome because it's washable and it comes off of like it comes off from clothes and hands. Uh, mostly, I think that's you know, to a point. <laughs> Uh, for Halloween and autumn, I like to do this craft where I create some kind of shape, like a pumpkin, a ghost, a spider web, or some other kind of fun item on a piece of paper using only a glue gun. And then when it dries, my child gets to use watercolor over it, and it has this really cool, unique look. It's kind of this cool way for them to use different colors within different sections of uh, kind of the raised bumps of the of the glue. It's really fun. I will link... Um, where I got the idea below, but I love it. And I, honestly, it really is not just for fall. I'll probably do that in the winter as well. Just have different elements that I'm drawing. Uh, but it's really fun. And I really think you could do this with an 18 month old, but it's probably more fun with a two to three year old. Uh, there are lots of fun things that you can do when it, it comes to the fall that are in nature. So you can go on a walk together and grab a handful of leaves, then go home, let your little one crunch them up. You can have a, have a piece of paper that you've spread glue on and they can sprinkle the leaves over it. You know, it's fun if the piece of paper has like a picture of a bear tree or something on it because then they can kind of create the leaves on it themselves. Um, probably two and a half years to four year olds because they could have fun painting a glaze over top of this with watercolor or adding in some fun sticks sequins, glue, you know, all kinds of stuff. So it's a great way to decorate with nature and kind of two uh, activities in one because you get to go out and collect everything and then also come back and make something really cool out of it as well. Uh, another idea, you could paint their hands in fall colors and do various handprints and then you turn those into little cutout leaves. Um, even better if you have a laminator. I do not, but I would imagine that if you did, you could laminate these and then make them into a really pretty little garland that your little one can feel really proud of. Another thing that we've done is we've created a tree on the wall out of cardboard or construction paper, and then I have little leaves cut out of green, red, yellow, and orange paper. You put tape on the back of them, and it's kind of like a, you know, pin the leaves on the tree, and it's great. They can just go at it. This does require a little bit of prep work, um, I did try to do it at the same time once as he was pinning them and I like could not cut them fast enough for him to be pinning them. So um, you can also do a similar craft with like pretend apples cut out of paper. And it's, it's a little bit of prep work, but it's really fun. You can also create your own window stickers. Uh, this is on our list for next week. So I'll tell you if it doesn't turn out at all, but I saw this on Instagram and I love the idea. You can make your own ghost uh, window stickers out of PVA glue or just like, you know, school glue, 
uh, and you paint over a leaf and then once it dries, you can just peel off the glue and it's kind of, it's like a window cling. So I'm going to try this with my almost three-year-old, almost six-year-old, and I will let you know if it horribly fails. <laughs> um, okay, so now I'm moving on to probably five years old and above, and I only have a five, almost six-year-old, so we'll say like five to six-year-olds, <laughs> though it would probably work for seven and eight-year-olds also. Um, one thing that we love to do, this is not quite baking, but it's in the realm of baking, we like to make Halloween houses, and we've done this every year since Wickley was closing in on three, and they're such a blast. Um, and all right, now for five and above. I, I, I don't have, like my son's almost six, so I can't speak too much to like seven and eight year olds, but I think that they would probably enjoy a lot of these similar things. So we'll kind of say five to eight year olds. Um, but as far as crafting goes, uh, we do Halloween houses every year. And we've actually done this since Wickley was closing in on three. And they've always been a blast. Uh, I posted these on my story recently the other day. We buy these $2 birdhouses from Michael's. They used to be $1. So, you know, inflation. <laughs> but $2 isn't too bad. And then I buy an assortment of like Halloween colors of paint. and Which I'm a little picky on. So I choose a lot of like russ and terracotta and pumpkin and white and black and gray and kind of stay in those ranges um and then i've bought these little spooky cutouts on amazon and honestly I've, i only bought them once three years ago and we just or two years ago and we just use the same ones every year because there's so many of them um and i'll link those below uh and i, and I love this it's so much fun i originally got the idea from a blog post that i'll link um, but it's, it's a great time with your kid and it's a really fun activity and you can have a couple that they can make, or you guys can focus on one. And I encourage you to also make one with them because I think they feel really special if you are also participating in it with them. Also, theirs will probably look insane. So if you want a pretty one, then you should also make one. <laughs> um, yeah, you can also do something really similar by, I don't know, buying those little thrifted Christmas houses at, at uh, thrift stores and spray painting them black. Or I've actually seen an option with popsicle sticks glued together as well. And I think that that's really cool. So yeah, I'm going to be putting a lot of these on my, uh, my Pinterest board for you guys. Other ideas I'm going to have on my Pinterest board that we have done, we have done string ghosts. So you wrap up string, you cut them, you tie off a little part at the top, and you create these cute little ghosts, and you can string them up in a garland, and they are super adorable and very easy to do. We've also done um, calico beaded corn. It's also called Indian corn, but I think that's not exactly what we are supposed to refer to it as, so we call it, it's called calico uh, corn. And calico corn is like that multicolored corn that you see at like farmer's markets and um, apple picking places that's just for decoration. It's super beautiful, but you can make that out of pipe cleaners and beads. It's actually really easy. So super fun. Uh, another one is eyeball rocks. So we just did this, which was really fun. You paint white, you paint rocks white, and then you paint little eyes on top of them. And then you can put them in your garden for Halloween. <laughs> 
And another one we did, and I think this is really good for um, five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, definitely an eight-year-old, is making your own candles. And the five-year-old might sound a little young for that, but honestly, if you're helping them, it's really not that hard. We had a great time doing it. So we made rosemary cedar candles and they probably only smelled like that for like maybe a day or two but it was super fun <laughs> and so these are all really fun crafts that my five-year-old enjoys and that I like doing with them as well we also do tie-dye socks every year uh he always needs new socks in the fall always without fail I don't know if your kids lose their socks as much as mine do but it's as if I never bought them <laughs> So we get a bunch of like white socks and spend an hour tie-dyeing them one afternoon. And we've been doing this every year since he was three. And it gets a little less messy every year and a little more creative every year, which is very fun. <laughs> uh, another crafting idea is like felt stuffed um, like creatures. You can like make like little cutout ghosts and stuff uh, I don't know what it's called, stuffing inside of them. There's a word for it that I can't remember. Um, and you can make them out like little, you know, white felt and, you know, just kind of color on some eyes, maybe stick them on the end of a, like a stick or a little wand. It's so easy, so much fun. Um, and you know, felt honestly has endless fun. You know, teach your five-year-old how to safely use a glue gun Pro tip, get the small ones, they don't get as hot, and the possibilities are endless. You can make wands and felt wreaths and pumpkin decor and fake leaves, and it just goes on and on. We have so much fun with felt. Actually, this year, this week, um, my five-year-old and I are going to make my daughter a crown for her mermaid costume and uh, a little wand for her as well. So that's a really fun thing to do as well. He's been able to help me with her costume, which we love. Also, uh, I feel like for five-year-olds and above, nature really comes alive at this point. I mean, we just collect sticks and leaves and acorns, though. Okay, warning, if you collect acorns or walnuts, sometimes these are houses for tiny little larvae, so make sure you wash them. <laughs> but these can be glued into baskets for fun fall keepsakes. They can be made into fairy houses, nature wands. You can paint the leaves black and turn them into bats or paint them white and make them into ghosts. I mean, seriously, the possibilities are endless. Um, I love that. Kind of moving on a little bit to baking. If you're baking with your five-year-old, I kind of feel like this is just like the golden time. It's a fantastic age for baking because they can really do just about anything. My five-year-old supervised can make scrambled eggs and put together all the ingredients for bread and cookies. You know, he can't fully read yet, so he can't follow instructions independently, but he could do a lot. We like to make chocolate bar together for different seasons. Um, we did do it last year, but it was a little bit harder than this year. And it's so fun. They love doing the swirls and the chocolate and sprinkling the sprinkles on top. And then after it dries, you get to basically just like hit it and break it up. <laughs> We also do the apple puff pastry baking that I mentioned earlier, but he's able to pretty much completely do the thing, do the entire thing on his own. I help with the pizza cutter on the puff pastry because if he did it, the lines would be very wonky. But besides that, he's really got it. We'll be making gingerbread together later this season. We've made pumpkin bread this week. We've made chocolate chip cookies. Um, we've had so much fun with this. I mean, I think there's just so much that you can do to involve your kid in baking and 
yeah, figure out what you enjoy baking, figure out what your kid enjoys baking and just start doing it together. You know, make cookies for your friends and go deliver them. It's, it's really a great time. So, so many fun things. Now, one thing that I feel like we can do with any age is at-home gifting as crafts. So this is a great way to involve your kids in thinking about others and come up with like really nice Christmas gifts for friends and family. Um, I'm not sure if this is the way it is for everyone, but as I get older, the less I, I want to do formal gifts at Christmas. I just feel like there's so many special ways to celebrate this, celebrate the season without official present buying. And one way that I like to do that is homemade gifts that can be used up. So instead of adding stuff to people's houses, giving them things that they can consume in some kind of a way. And so I really enjoy doing that with like, um, yeah, like homemade items. And of course you have to be careful with this because I think there can be a homemade craze on Pinterest and be like, oh, I can totally make an oil lamp. It's really hard to make an oil lamp. I would not suggest that being your homemade craft that you make for everyone this year. And certainly not the one that you do with your children. <laughs> but there's like other really simple ones like hot chocolate jars. Um, that's where you just, you buy all the ingredients. You buy like dried milk and um, uh, cocoa powder and sugar and marshmallows. And you just put it all, you just measure it out and put it in a jar. It's super easy. We did this for Wickley's birthday party last year and it was really fun. 